Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to ASWF Aftermath. I am the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan, joining you just 48 hours, 48 short hours before the biggest card in the history of the All-Star Wrestling Federation. That's right, the night I take over will occur this Saturday night. It will go down in history as the night that Carnahan's ASWF was born. I'm joined as always by my uh, colleague, Mr. Cornbread, and uh, we are bringing Cornbread in right now. Cornbread, how are you doing here tonight? Man, it's Thursday night and the mood is right. I'm telling you, um, Saturday is going to be awesome, but you know what? We got to get through tonight, man. I'm ready. Absolutely. As the anticipation building, just 48 short hours. Before, like I said, you know, you've got to call it this, Cornbread, the biggest and most, it's almost like a watershed moment in the history of this organization here this Saturday night, because uh, if I have it my way, which, let's be honest, I will, I always do, Carnahan will own ASWF and will be walking into ASWF's headquarters, and uh, I'll be measuring for curtains in the owner's office. Come Sunday morning. Well, 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 well I'll, let, me, let me just say this. I, I'm going to agree with you for the first part. Because bottom line, it, it is the most important night in the history of the ASWF, especially up to this point. Because our future and everything will be all determined on a night of heartbreak. And we hope you join us because I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, absolutely. And without further ado, we're going to hop right in. Now, ladies and gentlemen, joining us for the free tickets, we will ask the question here about at the 30-minute mark, about halfway through the show tonight. We will go ahead and ask that question for the two free tickets to ASWF Heartbreak for tonight. But let's jump right in, ladies and gentlemen. The Golden Ticket Battle Royal. Cornbread, I'm, I'm excited about this. I mean, you were there last year sitting right beside me when Grayson Beckett won the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I do, based upon that night alone, how much that can propel the uh, ASWF career of one individual. 
like it did Grayson Beckett just one year ago, winning the golden ticket, cashing in the same night, and becoming the Evolution champion. Absolutely, and and not just that, but, you know, think about this, you know, previous winners of that golden ticket went on to cash in and, and do great things. Some are fortunate, some are not fortunate. Let's see what happens with this golden ticket by the Royal because, I mean, because you've got former champions that's going to be in it. You've got guys who are literally waiting for the opportunity to cash in a championship goal. They're going to be in it. And, hey, will we have surprises? We've already had some surprises before to kick off the year. We had some surprises even last year. Will we have more surprises this year coming up? Well, and, of course, this all on that journey to Anniversary 21 coming up this April live from the Valiant Arena and going to be the first anniversary show under Carnahan's regime. That's going to be nice. But uh, with that being said, I mean, somebody could literally kickstart their journey into overdrive just by winning this golden ticket. And, And that golden ticket is not for the weak at heart. Let's see who wants it the most. I mean, because I mean, cause as I mentioned, you're going to have guys in there that either one, they're probably, at some point, people are going to have to work together at some point. But at the end of the day, it's every, every person for themselves. Will we see, I mean, literally a Manon member in it or Manon member win it? Will we see maybe part of your, your entourage, Carnahan? Will we see one of your guys win the golden ticket? Will we see somebody new win the golden ticket? I mean, who knows? I mean, this is one of the most unpredictable matches. I mean, every match is unpredictable. But this is one of the most unpredictable matches, especially on the card, because you have no idea who could be in. It could be returning stars. Someone, I mean, it could be a former ASWF champion, for all we know. You're absolutely right about that, Cornbread. And, you know, the the, the, uh, the obviously the heavy hitters in this contest, you know, the big man, Kay Toomer, a guy who obviously, let's yeah. be honest, that guy, you know, that guy's gotten too many opportunities. So we're just going to skip right on over him. you got the pretty boy, Matt Oda. you got Tyler Knight, a guy who is hungrier than I've ever seen him in my life, waiting, just chomping off the bit. You're talking about a guy who lost his uh, matchup. Two weeks ago, in our uh, in our in our uh, in our series, you're talking about a guy who you know literally is just waiting for that next opportunity at championship gold. Then you're talking about a guy like the 2019 Wrestler of the Year, D Mike. D Mike, a guy who is a former Evolution champion, would love to get that title back. Yeah. A guy who would love to get you know maybe tag team gold around his waist. It's certainly going to be something interesting to keep your eye on. And then you got guys, you know, I, I understand you got to throw guys out there like this. Uh, you got the Suicide King, Ray Ray. You got the Mistress of Mayhem, Ace of Morta. Literally, the parody in this contest has got to be just at the top level of professional wrestling in this uh, in the Mid-South, and that is why the ASWF is the home of professional wrestling in the Mid-South, and the ASWF championship that everybody's chasing is the most prestigious 
championship in the Mid-South Cornbread. Go ahead and uh, talk me through. what. How do you handicap this? Do you have a favorite going into a heartbreak, or do you have any idea who you think? Uh, you know, maybe a couple guys you think could uh, shine in this contest? Well, you know, you brought up Matt Odom um, earlier um, in, in, in your in your analysis. Um, and, Corbett, I know you weren't there a couple of weeks ago, but, I mean, Matt Odom riding a wave of momentum, uh, you know, defeated that's the what I've been saying. qualification at the, last, at the last show. So he's coming in off that momentum. Well, well, well that's what I've been saying uh, when it comes to Matt Odom because Matt Odom's been red eye. Um, I mean, you have a whole lot of variables, but if I really have to handicap this one, Odin would be one to watch. Um, of course, D-Mike would be one to watch. Um, any member of the Manal would be one to watch. But here's one for you, Mike, or someone mm-hmm. to really, really watch for. And I got two guys on that list. Okay. And those two guys are Luke Justice and Gary Tear. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like both of those picks. I mean, and I'm sure uh, MC, who's in the comments section here, live active in our Facebook comments section, would be very appreciative of that first pick, uh, Luke Justice. Luke Justice is the guy who's going into a contest against Insane Shane, and we'll break that down in just a few moments. But, I mean, Luke Justice, oh, yeah. a guy who, let's be honest, who's on a hotter streak than Luke Justice? Luke Justice I, I, I have to coming off the Manai right now. I have to agree with that statement because, um, I mean, even though he has been put with bad tag team partners um, as of late, one thing I will say about Luke Justice, he's been very, very persistent. He's been brash. He's been confident. He's been a little bit cocky. But so far, you cannot argue with the results. That's why he's one of the guys I will watch for, that being Luke Justice. But you also have to watch for Gary and Tier as well. Go ahead, Mike. Mike? Okay.
Um, Cornberry, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, we had some technical difficulties there uh, as we were awaiting, uh, as we are awaiting this um, issue to be resolved. But uh, getting back into the golden ticket talk, uh, you know, it, it will. It'll be an interesting situation going on as far as uh, the ASWF and the golden ticket matter goes. Uh, it's yep. going to be an interesting situation to keep an eye on, just for the simple fact being that, just for the simple fact being that the, um, you know, Luke Justice could potentially, could potentially, you know, pull, pull something that we haven't seen in quite some time. Then again, this time last year, I don't think anybody was uh, had Grayson Beckett on their radar as far as winning that Golden Ticket battle role. Mm-hmm. No, and and, and 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 let me say this, Mike. Uh, and we both have, and we both know this, and we might as well go ahead and do this recently. The the recent winners of those golden ticket battle royals just recently have not one decides to switch up a title shot just for an opportunity at revenge. And you brought it up with Luke Justice. The other one. Did not cash in successfully. So will that be the case this year? That's certainly something to keep your eye on. I mean, if that's that's not something that is possible, then, you know, you're not necessarily guaranteed, but you've got a good chance. Yeah, I mean, a monster good chance. I mean, you can't turn down a title shot. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, and then you go into your other pick was uh, Gary and Tear. Uh, Gary and yeah. Tear is certainly somebody to watch uh, going into this thing. Uh, definitely a physical specimen and a guy who's waiting uh, on that launching pad. Well, as, as a guy that's coming off of um, coming from the tag team ranks and now trying to refine himself inside the singles role, I think if he takes probably a risk, one risk less, I think he may be the one that could literally sneak in, win that golden ticket, and could win any championship. But to me, I think, and this is just my personal opinion, I think now that he's far away from the tag team scene, I think it's either the evolution or or the heavyweight championship he'll be going after if he wins. Absolutely a good point there, Cornbread. It very well could be the Evolution Championship, or even, you know, if he wanted to try his luck against the most dominant ASWF champion in the company and the organization's history, that's certainly something Mm -hmm. to keep your eye on uh, moving forward. But speaking of moving forward, we're going to go ahead and move right along as we apologize to our Facebook Live viewers. We are trying to uh, remedy that situation with the Facebook Live as we speak. We will try to continue trying to get it up, and we will not ask the uh, question for the live tickets until we get that uh, that live stream back up and going. But, uh, mm-hmm. but ladies and gentlemen, and I believe we actually may be about to uh, – be about to be able to get that live uh, stream back up and running. 
as we speak. Uh, I'm going to try to go ahead and get my microphone back on. Give me one second here while I uh, while you may hear some weird noises uh, coming from our <laughs> from our broadcast booth here. Of course, start your show now. Press one to hear important. Since it appears you're calling back into a live show. Of course, anything that can go anything that can go wrong will go wrong in a uh, live in a live situation. Cornbread. Yes. Okay, just making sure you can. Uh, we are back live streaming on Facebook, but. As we were getting into it here, we are back live on Facebook. As we were getting into it now, we are getting ready to talk about the brother versus brother match. Justin versus Daniel. And you look back at this matchup, and I broke this matchup down last night, or excuse me, the night before I broke down Justin versus Daniel. And I I, I said it like this. This is a matchup. Think about it. 365 days ago at Heartbreak. The Vincent brothers were starting their path to the journey, uh, on the journey to the anniversary 20, and where they would capture their first ASWF Tag Team Championship gold. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the next show, Daniel goes down with the knee injury. And from there, you know, it, it was just a bad 2019 for the Vincent brothers in general as uh, – as, of course, Justin breaks his promise to his brother and loses the tag team championship. And then, you know, everything else that happened the rest of 2019 and now into 2020 that leads us to this Saturday night when Justin versus Daniel occurs at ASWF Heartbreak. Well, I figured this. Um, it's due. <laughs> In my opinion... I must say that I'm wondering about the the injury um, when it comes to Daniel Vincent. Will he be coming back too soon? Will he be rehabbing too soon? Because he's really, you know, he got he really, you know, as you said, take it to big time heart when, um, you know, his brother, you know, lost the tag team championships. Um, you know, the questionable circumstances. But nevertheless, will that ankle injury or will his leg injury, will that leg be 100%? I mean, granted, you know, anybody can, you know, train that leg up to get it back up, you know, to get it back fully fully functional. But look how long, but look how long have we, we've actually seen him in in-ring competition. Will that be a factor, especially when this is, like you said, is the quote-unquote family feud between Justin and Daniel? One way or another, it will get settled. You're absolutely right about that. And, you know, uh, at the last show, Cornbread, uh, Daniel comes out and attacks Justin with the kendo stick. And that drew out – is that drew that drew out uh, sensational Sarah who made this contest? Uh, obviously, pinfalls counting anywhere. Uh, no rules, just about. Besides that, the ref just going to be there to count the fall or record the submission. And I mean, 
you're not going to see a wrestling match when it comes to these two. You're going to see a no. fight. Oh, it's personal. And it'll, it'll, it'll be personal between those two. No question about it. And here's another question. Can Daniel keep, excuse me, can Justin keep his emotions in check? Especially when it comes to his brother. Well, I mean, I break it down like this as we get into, you know, wrapping this one up, Cornbread. I'll ask you for your prediction in just a moment, but I break it down Mm -hmm. like this. Number one, you hit it right on the head. How healthy is the knee? Obviously, uh, Daniel is walking around with a big target painted on that knee that uh, he tore the ACL in. You know, he's walking with a big target on that thing. But you know what? Thus far, it hasn't bothered him. Thus far, he has been able to come back, and he has been able to be successful in, you know, getting the upper hand on his brother. So that's something you got to worry about. But I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Uh, Cornbread, uh, who's going to win this thing? If the injury comes into play, it is Daniel Vincent's to lose. If emotions come into play, it's Justin Vincent's match to lose. Okay. Too tough okay. to call him up in. Pick him. I can, I can see that. Now, of course, this isn't a pick him for uh, MC over here in the comment section. says Daniel will beat the crap out of Justin with ease. Uh, certainly something, like I said, to keep your eye on as far as that goes, because, uh, you know, Daniel has shown some aggression we've never seen uh, the likes of before. Uh, very, That's very, true. very, very impressive in that, in, in, uh, in that aspect, Cornbread. So, I mean, is that something you are, uh, you are considering there whenever you're making your prediction is, just how impressive uh, Daniel has been. Well, well, the thing about it is when it comes to Daniel Vincent, um, he's always been impressive. You know, he, he's always, you know, been one of those individuals, you know, especially when he steps into the ring. He, I mean, he's been incredibly focused. Uh, the endurance factor, that's one thing I said about the Vincents, and you know this because you've heard me say this before, Mike, and both Vincents have that endurance factor. They could go the distance. Well, I, I think one big cap. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. I, was, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Here's the one big catalyst, though. Look at who's been in the ring the most, and who has been in the ring the last. Will ring rust come into effect here? Well, and this will be Daniel's first matchup coming off of that knee injury. But here's the thing, you know, this this is the ultimate battle of skill versus will, in my opinion. Daniel representing the will, representing the skill. And it'll be interesting to see what wins out. In my opinion, obviously, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not necessarily a. I'm not necessarily making a projection here, but I think Will always wins out over skills. So, I mean, there's something to keep your eye on. But we're going to move right along into the giggles 
Playhouse Deathmatch. And it's kind of funny you started laughing there because uh, it's Giggles versus uh, Christian Cross. And, you know, this thing really about, what, six, five, six months in the making. As uh, really this thing has been building to this crescendo that's going to occur this Saturday night since the end of the uh, Penitentiary of Pain at, uh, at Halloween Resurrection. Uh, I mean, you look at this, and Heinzman giggles, whatever you want to call him, uh, he's a monster. You know, when this giggles character or whatever you want to call it takes over, uh, he's unstoppable. You know, it's almost like he doesn't feel pain. It's, it's one of the craziest things, and I mean... I'm not so sure that Heinzman's been there for a long time. I'm not so sure that Giggles hasn't taken over full-time for him, Brad. Well, I'll, I'll piggyback off that point for just a moment. I'm not sure where his head is at this point. And, you know, you talk about, you know, something that's been like, what would you say, like eight? You say about five, six months, eight months in the making? Mm-hmm. How, how long has this been building up for Giggles in like the past year, two years. Because these two have known each other for a long, long time. And Absolutely. it has to be settled. And it has to be settled in this type of match. And look at what's happened. You know, as you mentioned, you know, since um, Halloween Resurrection. Look at what's happened. Majority of every match, whether it's singles for giggles or singles for cross or lack thereof. These two literally have been coming out once to destroy each other, and now you throw both of them in a death match? Yeah. Let's just say screws will be loose that night if they already aren't loose at this point. Well, I tell you what, I mean, I don't know if you were able to catch the drop before we went live here on uh, Facebook and on uh, on Talk Radio 49, but you know, Giggles uh, said that he will cross out Christian Cross from the ASWF permanently come this Saturday night at ASWF Heartbreak. And I mean, Heinzman, Giggles, whatever you want to call him, active in the chat section here or in the comments section of our live says, Pain is funny. I mean, how do you beat a guy like that, Cornbread? I, Christian Cross better pack a lunch because uh, – got his work cut out for him, for him in my opinion. Yeah, and, and not just that, but, you know, myself having known um, Giggles longer than I've known Christian Cross, I'll tell you this. Um, if you find, if you try to trigger that, that, uh, that little button in Giggles, yeah, he'd be tough to stop. But He's had a new attitude since going singles. And will that be in effect? Because, you know, I mean, think of, you know, think about Giggles at this point when he was, you know, a part of a tag team. And, you know, they they were unstoppable um, as, as the tag team champions once they won those belts. But now this is a whole different, this is a whole different ball game. And will Christian Cross, 
be able to keep his emotions in check because when you look across the ring against a guy that quote unquote laughs in the face of pain, that has to tick you off. Absolutely. And you know, Christian Cross, a veteran of these deathmatch scenarios. So, I mean, this isn't something that Christian Cross is going into with absolutely, oh, no. you know, this is his first rodeo. He is a veteran That's of this, right. uh, these matchups. So, I mean, Cornbread, I'm going to put you on the spot before we ask our uh, question for the free tickets to our fans. Who do you have in this Giggles Playhouse deathmatch? Will it be Giggles erasing Christian Cross from ASWF history? Or will it be Christian Cross finally beating Heinzman back into his own body? Fifty-one forty-nine. Somehow, some way, Christian Cross gets the victory, but um, Giggles ends up getting the giggle, so to speak. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I can certainly understand that. Well, I mean, definitely. Because, go ahead. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, it's because, I mean, I mean, you're exactly right when it comes to, when it comes to giggles. You can pin the guy, you can hit the guy, you can get the three count on the guy, and he still comes up laughing. I mean, and Heinzman comments bye bye Christian Cross uh certainly something to keep your uh eye on going forward because that is yeah. gonna be one of the most brutal matches we have ever seen. I guarantee you that. But go ahead. I said we were gonna do it right at the halfway point, cornbread. Uh we're gonna go ahead and give away these tickets, ladies and gentlemen. The first person to answer in the comments section of the Facebook live Go ahead, and, or you can hit up the inbox of the ASWF Wrestling Facebook page. Personally, hit my inbox with the correct answer. Who was the winner of the very first Royal Rumble? Who was the very first winner of the Royal Rumble for two free tickets to ASWF Heartbreak this Saturday night? Our next matchup, Cornbread, uh, between... A guy who at one point was looked at as the hottest upstart in professional wrestling and a guy who right now has that spot, in my opinion, as it will be Insane Shane versus Luke. Mm-hmm. Shane involved in that MMA matchup uh, against the Suicide King Ray Ray. You look at his year and the trajectory he's had since last year at Heartbreak. I mean, to having to take some time off to heal an injury, all sorts of stuff. I mean, this is going to be his first really, you know, his first singles matchup since coming back, returning from that injury. And he draws Luke Justice, uh, a guy who, let's be honest, we said it earlier, on one of the hottest streaks that we have seen uh, in the ASWF right now. And a guy who, you know, if your prediction comes true, could be walking in with the golden ticket briefcase. Well, let's really take this back to how this matchup, how this matchup came to be, and that was, you know, these two were involved in a tag team match previously, not recently, like two weeks ago, but previously, these two were involved in in a tag team match. 
And because that team did not get the win, it signaled for these two uh, not liking each other very, very much. Because remember, Luke Justice has had a series, as I mentioned earlier, of tag team partners that he wasn't, quote-unquote, so successful with. And Shane Shane was his tag team partner in just that one tag team match briefly, right before that whole ordeal went awry. And as a result, this match happened. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, Insane Shane, obviously, if this thing comes into a technical striking affair, Insane Shane going to have the advantage. But this is the thing that a lot of people do not give. And Pamela Roach, you, uh, I apologize for losing my train of thought. Pamela Roach, you are the winner. It was Hacksaw Jim Duggan winning the very first Royal Rumble. Pamela, you messaged the ASWF Facebook page with your name and your address. Don't forget a valid state-issued ID along with both of those details. One you want to bring a guest for free. Uh, get back into what I was saying there, though. Uh, Luke Justice, a lot of people don't give him credit for how analytical he approaches professional wrestling. This is a guy who is a thinking man's wrestler and a guy who is very impressive and impresses me quite a bit in that ring every time he steps foot in there. You know, the last time I uh, remember getting a front row seat in that uh, Devil's Playground matchup, and Luke Justice actually ended up in my lap thanks to the Suicide King. Uh, But, you know, Luke Justice and his partner still able to prevail in that contest. Very impressive. I mean, I don't know how to not get – I don't know how to not give him the edge in this contest at this point because you can't always have him be the underdog. At some point, you've got to have him come in the favorite. I don't know. Cornbread, how do you see this one playing out? Well, and and myself, um, having watched both these guys when they first started, um, Insane Shane's got the experience, got the pro wrestling experience over Luke Justice. Plus, Insane Shane has been a champion. He's been there, done that. He's and and, and you know you, you know you mentioned a little bit about it, and, and I'm gonna reiterate this. These two guys actually have a victory over the Manai. That's the one thing that these two guys share, and that's a victory over members of the Manai, particularly the Suicide King. And to me. The edge, I'll say if it's if it's a high flying, if it's high flying, or if this match gets to a strike match, insane Shane's gonna win it, hands down. If it gets to an opportunist advantage, the justice. I I mean, uh, certainly a uh, bold prediction there, Cornbread. It sounds like, you know, you pretty much have this a pick-up, pick-up? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. Certainly something. I mean, that's how good of a a match this is going to be. But like I said, you know, 
If I'm Luke Justice, I do not want to go into a submission or a strike game with insane Shane because insane Shane is going to kill him. But if he could get insane Shane's mind somewhere else, Luke Justice is going to win this thing. You know, and it's interesting you say that. MC comments in the uh, comment section says, Insane Shane got will get inside of his own head and cost himself the matchup. In his own head, heading into this contest. And, you know, how much can he block out everything going on on the outside and focus just on what is in front of him? But, Cornbread, we're going to go ahead and move on to the one – the three biggest matchups in ASWF history to determine ownership of this organization. We're going to start out with myself, the voice of the ASWF, Mr. Michael Carnahan, the future owner of the ASWF, mind you, and uh, Rockin' Ricky Rowland. I mean, let's be honest here. I'm former military. Rockin' Ricky's been uh, pushing the edge of a senior citizen home for about 15, 20 years now, about as long as I've been alive. And uh, I think if you ask me, it's going to be a pretty easy night for me, and we're going to go up 2-1. Well, you might want to keep this one thing in mind, Mike, as we both continue to at least be unbiased here. Keep this one thing in mind. Yes, you've got a little bit of your background, but Rocky Ricky Rowland also has a pro wrestling background. And and he's been there, done that. He's, he's a long-time veteran. And I say if, if the, the way that you can come out of this thing with a win is if you get Ricky Rowland off his game, which would be very, very tough to do. But if you could get his emotion, then maybe maybe you can win this thing. But if it comes down to experience, it's Rowland all the way. Not being a homer, just being an unbiased, un- unbiased opinionator. The okay. best way for you to win is the best way for you to win is to get his is to get his mind thinking about anything else other than the task at hand, which would be tough to do. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, interesting. And I will certainly keep that in mind. Uh, as once again we not do apologize. Not giving spoilers. Of course. Ahead, uh, once again, apologize to our Facebook Live viewers. We are back up and running again. We do apologize for the. Technical difficulties we are having tonight with our live stream here on Facebook, but we are back up live and running. But, uh, I mean, certainly something interesting to uh, keep your eye on is, you know, I guess, whether his expertise, which is just another word for old, uh, will come into play. But Cornbread, I, I mean, we already <laughs> we already know your pick. Uh, we're going to go up 31, aren't we, Cornbread? That's, that's your projection? Yeah, three one. Latest disease. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, honestly, I have no pre—I have no prediction on this one. I'm just gonna sit back and watch. 
Well, Cornbread, uh, before we get into the final two matchups of this series, I want to uh, address one more thing. Uh, the tag team championship situation inside of the Valley Arena yeah. right now, harder than ever, with the current tag team champions winning the fight, putting up an open contract for absolutely anybody, absolutely oh anybody to sign. And... Uh, you know, challenge for the tag team championships this Saturday night at Heartbreak. Uh, may or may not have been hurt hearing some murmurs about some potential challengers, but uh, Cornbread, uh, this is very bold strategy uh, by the ASWS tag team champions. Let's see if it pays off for them, Cotton. Well, I mean, one thing about the tag team champions that you can say, other than gutsy, you could call them opportunistic as well, because I mean, look at I mean, look at some of the times where you have the tag team champions in certain situations. Like for an example, you yourself had two of your guys challenge for the tag team titles, but because of outside interference. Excalibur took the belts for him and his squad. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, go ahead. You're right about that. I mean, uh, let's be honest. Excalibur and uh, Jake Black shouldn't even be the current tag team champions. Right now, uh, the 2019 Wrestler of the Year, Dean Mike and Tyler Knight, should be the current uh, tag team champions. But, you know, that's getting off in the weeds. As they say, uh, of course, the Manai kind of screwed us out of that opportunity as, you know, the uh, ASWF's current regime currently screws D-Mike and Tyler Knight out of absolutely every opportunity they get. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about the Tag Team Open Challenge. And with that being said, I, I mean, literally, when you open this up to anybody, any tag team in pro wrestling right now, that lends itself to a lot of possibilities. And, and and when we say possibilities, I mean, it could be the Manai. I mean, it could be members of your regime. It could be um, teams who used to be champions or used to be units end up reforming or it could be an outside team coming in to challenge for the tag team titles that's the situation you're in right now and with the unpredictability of it I'm going to say if there's anyone if there's anyone possible on the ASWF roster if they say a well-established team that could become the new champions. But, but, if it's almost like a mismatch team, the champions will retain. Okay. Okay. Certainly something to uh, keep the whole eye on. But, uh, Cornbread, here we go. Match number two of the night in the best of five series. 
Right now you have it uh you have it still even because you refuse to give a projection because I know you know as long as we've been together you're secretly leaning towards me in that matchup with Ricky Rowland but it's even right well, now one piece uh we're going into a tag team matchup it's going to be Asa Morta and Ray Ray teaming up against the team of the 2019 Wrestler of the Year D Mike and the absolute best prospect I've ever laid eyes on, short of, you know, just about nobody, Mr. Tyler Knight. Uh, Cornbread, I mean, I'm going to lay back on this one because obviously I have some vested interests, but let's be honest here. I believe you know who uh, I think is going to win. Well, I know who's going to win. Well, with the two, with the two other in, individuals that are not a part of this matchup, representing their respective teams, granted we have ourselves a at least a two-on-two situation. Hopefully, it stays that way. Now, you being a part of the NWF for a long time, longer than I am, you should know how dangerous the Manai is. It, it even got to the point where you were kind of a little bit shaky there, a little bit nervous, even even in some even in some of those vignettes. But I will say this: D. Mike and Tyler and I are two fast rising stars. No question, no argument about that. You have. A member of the Menard that's a ASWF Hall of Famer and the second ever Grand Slam champion in company history. You're right. And it would be hard to argue with any pick at this point. This is another one of those matches where I just have to sit back and watch because last year, um, Ray Ray went one on one with D Mike and it tore the uh it was one of the matches that tore the house down. And it was it was one of my match of the year candidates, of course, before it was revealed the ultimate winner. But it's too tough to call. I I'm this one, just like the one I said previous, I'm just gonna sit back and watch. Okay, okay, you know, getting a little nervous here, Cornbread, that you have no faith in Carnahan's ASWF and Carnahan's trifecta, but we'll move on. The last and the final, the main event of the evening, should it be necessary, but it'll happen, you know, whether it's necessary or not, as far as the best of five go, the main event for all, for all the marbles. The ASWF Championship on the line, the psychotic savior challenging the original misfit, the most dominant ASWF champion in the company's 20-plus year history, Josh Cross. Now, Heartbreak has been an interesting event for uh, the psychotic savior in the past. Uh, It skyrocketed Cataclysm to his uh, first ASWF championship, you know, uh, 
you know, match five is for all the marbles and the richest prize in the ASWF. The question here is, Cornbread, will Cataclysm be able to retain control of Roland's company as well as be able to finally regain his trophy, that ASWF championship, or will Josh Cross cement what I've said all along and, you know, uh, make himself proven to be the most dominant ASWF champion in history and let's be honest establish and submit my control come Sunday morning well, well let's just the, besides um, this, I, mean, let's, I mean let's put all the, the power thing and all that aside for just a moment let's really talk about the ultimate power broker in the state of Arkansas, and that's the man that holds the ASWF championship. My team Josh captain. Cross, yeah, Josh Cross, bottom line, and I must, I will speak to this one. Josh Cross and Catalyst have a long, long history, and I mean a long history. Like Josh said, into this wrestling world. Absolutely. And you can only learn so much if you're a student going against teacher. You can only learn so much and can only take so much from teacher to where if you're a student, you got to literally put your teacher in his place. That being said, Josh Cross has had an incredible run. Since, since Halloween Resurrection, which honestly, I was very shocked. He didn't go three and zero on that night. I was very shocked. Won winner of the Golden Ticket, then cashed in, won the title, and could have been the Evolution Champion in a Penitentiary Pay. He could have been three and zero. That would have been unprecedented. But Cataclysm, if Cataclysm can keep his emotions in check, not worry about the book of now, or not worry about anything else on the outside or any shenanigans, Cataclysm will walk out of, of Valued Arena, the new champion. If he gives Cross one ounce of breathing room, whether it's the non-pick of Philly or whether it's the cross cutter, if he gives Josh Cross an inch to breathe, he is in big trouble because it's champ's advantage. But I say Cataclysm will have his head together, and I'll say he'll have that little extra something, something to where what if he kicks out the cross cutter, and what if he kicks out that nine figure fillet? He kicks out of those two. He'll have renewed. He'll have renewed strength, and he will walk out the new champion. Otherwise, Cross got the champ's advantage. Corbett, I don't like your answer, so I'm going to give your chance, yourself one last opportunity for a projection before we give our final thoughts. I'll give yourself a chance at redemption. Cornbread, when you wake up Sunday morning, who is going to be your boss? 
Now, that I will not answer. But regardless of who the boss will be, all I know is we're going to have one hell of a show on Saturday, regardless of who will be in control of the ASWI. That's my only answer. Cornbread, I can't agree with you there. We are going to have one hell of a show and one hell of a historic night. But uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you humbly on your championship prediction. Cornbread, go ahead and uh, give us your final thoughts heading in just about uh, now about 47 hours before the first bell at Halloween Reserve, or excuse me, at ASWF Heartbreak. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, when you talk about heartbreak, yeah, it will be some hearts broken. And especially en route to ASWF 21, all I can say is on one of the most important nights in ASWF history, and bottom line, where Literally, the state of the ASWF is on the line. It's best for you to come join us live this Saturday, 201 Highway 367 North, the legendary Byron Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Best you join us live this Saturday. Yeah, start time at 7 o'clock. Doors will open at 5. Yes, it's the day after Valentine's Day. I mean, look at the this whole entire card stacked. Two championship matches, plus a a, a playhouse death match. In Saint Shane, Luke Justice, the Vincent brothers will collide one on one. The Golden Ticket Battle Royal. Who will be in charge of the ASWF? Will it still be Ricky Roller or will it be Mike Carnahan? Who knows where will ASWF go from this point forward? All we know is we indeed encourage you and invite you to be with us live this Saturday, 7 p.m. We will just start the party. If ASWF Heartbreak, it is another major, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to ASWF 21. Best you be here with us live and in person this Saturday night. Well, now that cornbread is done, I can address you fans specifically. You guys better come this Saturday night because it will be your final opportunity to see the ASWF as you know it. You see this Saturday night, no matter what cornbread says, cornbread can make me a little bit nervous. Cornbread can make me a little bit worried. But at the end of the day, I know my team captain and I know my two soldiers. The ASWF, as you know it, will come to an end. And like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Carnahan's ASWF will be born. A ASWF, ladies and gentlemen, where the playing field will be evened. An ASWF without Ricky Rowland's influence. An ASWF that, let's be honest, will be for the better of competition. And ladies and gentlemen, an ASWF that will be better for you guys. 
come on out, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. What a better crowd to do it in front of. You know it'll be an electric atmosphere with the Harding University in the building. ASWF Heartbreak always makes big news on the journey to the anniversary show. This Saturday night, we write the biggest headline in ASWF history as Michael Carnahan will be ascending to the ownership of the All-Star Wrestling Federation. I will see you tomorrow night, and I will see you Saturday night at Heartbreak. Good night, everybody. Look out. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the track.